we all have a part to play in God's kingdom, don't we? And that's a cool thing. That's a cool thing. It, uh, t- today's reading actually reminded me of a scene I watch in a show. <sighs> don't judge me. It is, uh, it's called Downton Abbey, and um, I, I have watched this show. At any rate, there is <laughs> there is a part in the show in one of the earlier episodes where where the so there's this guy his name is Lord Grantham right he he runs the house as Downton Abbey, and he's bringing on a new person that's going to take over should anything ever happen to him so a new a new successor basically, and uh, so this guy is being shown around the house and he's seeing everything but but this guy's not like Lord Grantham you see he has a regular job and he works and he doesn't like the idea of maids and butlers and chefs and then all these different things and so he was like surely we can get rid of some of them and and Lord Grantham turns and looks at him and says will you employ any of these people and he basically says everybody here has a part to play and they should all be allowed to play their part so this is great right this is a great scene sorry kind of nerd at any rate hey I'm Mark and this is your Cornerstone Connection well, very much like that, I kind of felt that as we looked at, as, as, as Paul is here, he's going to Jerusalem and we're reunited with someone that we haven't seen since the beginning of the book of Acts, and that's Philip. And we see Philip's four daughters that come out. And it kind of reminded me that we all have a part to play in God's work. And it's, it's, it's really kind of a cool thing. We're here in Acts chapter 21. Paul has gone on to Jerusalem, and and, and here in verse 7, he's just finished one of his voyages. When he had finished the voyage from Tyre, we arrived at Ptolemyus, and we greeted the brothers and stayed with them for one day. On the next day, we departed and came to Caesarea, and we entered the house of Philip the Evangelist, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied while we were staying many days, and then somebody else named Agabus comes on. But I just thought that was cool. It's such a small part, and yet it really kind of highlights Philip's daughters in kind of a neat way. In fact, just to kind of think more about who Philip is, Philip himself is a really cool guy with a unique, unique part to play here in God's story. All the way back in Acts chapter 8, we see that Philip is here and he is in Samaria, right? We remember the Samaritan woman and Jews and Samaritans didn't always get along, right? Well, Philip is over in Samaria. What is he doing? He's proclaiming. He's being an evangelist. In verse 5 of chapter 8, it says, Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. And the crowds of one accord pay attention to what was being said by Philip. Such a cool thing, right? And then How can we forget the story of Philip with the Ethiopian? Here in verse 26 says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go to the south, to the road that goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a a desert place. And he rose and went, and there was an Ethiopian who was a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of the treasure. And basically this person is, as you remember, reading, reading from the Old Testament, not understanding everything. Philip explains to him the gospel, he believes, and then Philip baptizes him right there on on the road. Such a cool story. Well, Philip is here, and he runs into into Paul again, and Philip has four unmarried daughters. And one commentary named Keener states that that that, that the word that Luke uses here for, for Philip's daughters Parthenoi uh, probably indicates that they are young, under the age of 16 even. So it's so cool to see right here, this is like a youth group exclusive, right? We're here, we're able to see some youth that are serving the Lord. A prophecy was one of the cherished gifts 
uh, in that culture, uh, unmarried women typically didn't have a normal, very high standing. So here Luke is pointing out to us in the book of Acts that people that had a low status position uh, were included in positions of prominence within the church. The church has historically been very countercultural in that way. It's neat to see that everyone has a part to play, right? Uh, you might be rich, you might be poor, you, whatever your situation is, God has got a special, um, unique plan for your life. And that's, that's an awesome thing. That is an awesome thing. Um, one thing that a historian, a historian named Eusebius, uh, Eusebius, I believe, refers uh, to these women twice, mentioning that they lived and were buried in the Hierapolis, which is in Phrygia in Asia Minor. Uh, Papias, the bishop of Hierapolis, said that these daughters were sources of valuable information of what happened in the early years of Christianity. In fact, Philip and his daughters may have been one of Luke's key informants even in putting together the book of Acts. What a cool thing, right? What, a, what an absolutely cool thing. We all have got a part to play. Philip had a part and Philip's daughters had a part to, to play. And that is a cool thing. What's your part to play? You know, what is your part in God's kingdom? Because I guarantee you, God has gifted you in a unique way. He's put passions and desires in your heart that he hasn't just given to anybody, he's given to you. And he wants you to do something so, so special for the kingdom. And isn't that a cool thing that we have a part to play in God's master plan? That's cool, man. Well, hey, I hope that as you seek the Lord after what is your part to play, that you'll be encouraged because God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.